Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This holiday season, we're getting drunk. Join Emily and Flo as they drink their way through December with a different festive genre each week as voted for by you. Action. Horror. Classic. What is eggnog? Children. Never really had a glass of milk anymore. And never seen before. I've never seen Die Hard. So grab a sherry and a mince pie and join in the fun. Why this film's Drunk Christmas starts December the 1st. But, you know, I think that's a part of growing up. You just, you get, like, these cartoons put immeasurable guilt on you about stuff you can't control and you just live with it. And that's life. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas. Discretion. But I was on time that time, but, like, not to you guys, but... Okay, one more time. Yeah. Okay, Three, last time. Three, two, one. Oh, see, there's lag. You know, no, it shouldn't hear. matter because yeah. if you put this with the video, then you'll... Yeah, that, so... Yeah. But it's fun to do it, isn't it? It is for real. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this it is time. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to Why This Film, the podcast where we reach back into your childhood, pluck out a movie, give it a rewatch, and have a chat about it. I'm Emily Slade, and welcome back. It is a season finale, and it is a drinking game, which of course means that we sing the theme tune. I'm sure you're all prepared. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It'll come back. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I remember it. Let's go. You You watched watched it so so many (laughs) times before, and now you're going to watch it again. (laughs) But it's been so many years since you last saw it, and now you show it to your friends. They're like, what the hell is this? Why, Why this film? <laughs> okay, the lag really made that very difficult. <laughs> I was like, is this lag or do they suck? <laughs> a bit of both. <laughs> Definitely a bit of both. Uh... Yay! And what should I do first? The drinking game that we are doing this evening is to the road to El Dorado, the DreamWorks classic, let's call it that, that came out in the year 2000. The IMDb breakdown. Two swindlers get their hands on a map to the fabled city of gold, El Dorado. Very simple. Straight to the point. I am joined by Flo. Hey. Cat. Woo. And Holly. Hello. <laughs> and it's us, yay. Woo. Um, I was like, we. I feel like by this point we should have like a, like a crew name. Oh, that's good. That's good. Flo. No, it doesn't work. Very catchy. I don't know if we're going to be able to come up with none of those. So many people involved. We could kind of be like Feck, like F-E-C-H or not sure where the H goes. Sort of works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it happen. It's I love it. That's what we are. 
and we're sick. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm just going to work. I'm just going to make it a thing. Um, what are we all drinking? Um, I'm on the red way. I'm on the beer. Nice. I'm on the white wine. And I'm on the Prosecco. Ooh. The fancy wine. Lovely. Um, so, uh, I chose this to be with you guys because we literally have... Holly doesn't. We need to get you one. Uh, we have necklaces with armadillos <laughs> on them. Aww. And our initials because of this movie. I actually lost mine, um, but... <laughs> <laughs> now she It fell off my chain. I still have the chain. The armadillo is gone. <laughs> oh my God, it's an omen. <laughs> I also have my blanket somewhere that you got me. I, I did oh, dug it. I dug around for it, but I, it, it's somewhere in the it's somewhere in the cupboard. But I I, I also nice. couldn't find it. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I know Excellent. it's there it's somewhere. <laughs> Em's, it's you a, have that bag from me. That's like I have a bag and I have a gorgeous pin. Ooh. Oh yeah. So, so much, much merch. I'm, I'm racking it up, racking up the merch because yeah. there's not much merch out there. You for have this to make movie. your own merch. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. You do, you have to red bubble it. How many times do you reckon you've seen it between you? So I think we've seen it twice together, so I might have seen it twice, but I can only remember, distinctively remember one time. Okay. But then what about you guys? Because if you're, you know, if you're massive oh my fans. Oh God. Okay, so I I've definitely, it used to be uh, Road to El Dorado and uh, Empress New Groove um, on like, like, each would have a turn uh, for basically three years with me and my sister. Um, so it would be like, you know, yeah, it was spam, yeah. Yeah. massively mm. spamming it out, like every mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah, maybe we'd yeah. have a rest day, but like, yeah, training on pretty, El Dorado or Navajo yeah. Crew, <laughs> <laughs> six days a week. <laughs> so <laughs> literally upwards of like a hundred. Lots and lots you. and lots of times. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Same, to be honest. We had it taped off the TV and then we eventually got it on DVD. And same, me and my sister, we would just watch the ever-loving shit out of it. Just const- <laughs> constantly. I think like to the point where we do, we'd watch it, then we'd rewind it and immediately yeah, watch yeah. it again. <laughs> that kind of vibe. Um, so hundreds. And then as I grew, as an, there was like a, maybe like a seven-year gap where there was like a fast and an Eldorado fast and then it came back in full force possibly when I hit university and you guys and then we like I mean did we, we probably it someone a, a, quoted it and it turned yeah. into a yeah <laughs> oh a my god thing. <laughs> a whole thing uh Flo what's your yeah I mean count? I get I don't think I've seen it as many times as Cat or possibly you but I've I mean I got it on VHS the year it came out um and i know i've watched it at least once a year usually more than that since then so when did it come out 2000 oh <laughs> <laughs> so i mean at minimum 20 times but i expect yeah. a lot more yeah i'm gonna say minimum 20 and then a max yeah, max number of maybe 75 <laughs> 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 no nah, I, I maybe maybe i i that's a lot but I, I do. It seems feel... like a lot, but if you 
I think of how many weeks there are in a year, and if you're watching this on a weekly basis, at this least, like thing, once a and week. And I really feel like I was. Yeah, which is 100% my, my, is valid. My, we had it on DVD, and I had to rebuy the DVD because it, well, I, I'm assuming it got lost, but it could well have just been burnt out. <laughs> <laughs> It like it, crawled into a corner somewhere to no, die. Please, <laughs> no, please, no more. <laughs> yeah, it was just like completely just um, yeah rubbed away of all of its El Dorado. <laughs> it just didn't yes. exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, but beaten um, submission. Yeah, it was um, um, a lot of um, a lot of uh, the songs we used to have a tape as well in the car oh, wait was this cd times no it would have been cd times um yeah we definitely had a cd or something in the car that we used to listen to all the time as well of the songs oh which nice was then even when we were away from the dvd it yeah, was like <laughs> injected into my eyeballs <laughs> so holly twice yes Wow. I thought that was Kill a <laughs> But I don't remember it very well, so I am going to... I feel like with with most things, it's like watching it with fresh eyes because I'm always sort of forgetting everything. But, um, yeah, let's see how it goes, see how much I I remember. worry you're going to have a really annoying experience of, like, you know when you're watching something with someone who really loves it and they keep oh, looking like... at you and you're going to have that, like, three times over of people <laughs> yeah. being like... Are you enjoying it? Are you like laughing? that husky who tells a joke? We're like, just gonna know when all the funny bits are. You're gonna be quoting gonna be like, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be insufferable. Yeah. Well, Literally. I'm prepared. I mean, living with cat, I get that quite a lot. So. Yeah, I'm really bad at when I've seen something, even if I've just seen it once. I'm like, oh, this is a really good yeah. bitch, <laughs> and like, yeah. or I'll be like, oh, this character's amazing. <laughs> And I just can't, I can't, like, with, I say to myself before I show you things, I'm like, don't do the thing that you do. Yeah. And then yeah. as soon as it starts playing, I'm like. <laughs> I'm exactly the same. And I, I'm even worse because I try, you know, like when you're drunk and you're really trying to be sober, it's that I'm, like, so pumped and like ecstatic about what's happening and i really try and like so i kind of get like really stiff because i'm like i am not <laughs> exhibiting any emotions right now i was trying to do that uh today i was watching some buffy and my mom came in the room and happened to be watching it over my shoulder and i was being really like <laughs> at bits that were a bit <laughs> silly and dated and then she made fun of one bit and i was like shut up mum." <laughs> <laughs> You don't, know. you don't understand the context of this. <laughs> Your poor mom's just trying to be supportive. Yeah, she's just pity laughing as well. Like she doesn't even like no. it. She's just like, oh, Flo would Flo would really appreciate if I laughed, and then she laughs, and you're like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> so aggressive. So, um, were you aware of this in your childhood at all, Holly? Like DreamWorks, obviously in a year's time we're about to hit it big with the uh the, the big green ogre oh, sure. but this was in their no. sort of pre-shrek era no i had no I, I had no idea of the sort of the disney dreamworks kind of rivalry at all yeah, i don't want to out until you. until shrek i kind of didn't really know i'm so sorry but i didn't <laughs> no, really no, know no. Who no i don't want to out holly but like today, no one did today when we were looking for it she was like 
Why isn't it on Disney Plus? <laughs> Sometimes oh, they put no. ones on there. I was like, they do shut have up! <laughs> you can't say that! <laughs> They've got free solo on there. If that's Disney, I mean, I don't know what to think no, anymore. But it's not. It's DreamWorks, though. It's like the, the yeah, right like, of the like classic. It's severely anti-Disney. That's what's, I think that's what's so funny about things like John Bluth movies and DreamWorks movies, because they are going out of their way to be like, fuck you, yeah. <laughs> so when people are like oh kid is it Disney it's like everything that they stood for is dead yeah. how could you have done this to them it's like I've, re- I've just been watching the um, there's this really cool thing on Netflix which is about gaming and they're like doing the whole Sega Nintendo rivalry and I didn't realise it, it was that bad but it's literally like mm. they had like um, things they had like um, adverts on TV that were like uh, Nintendo don't like it was it was like really like it's bad a political campaign yeah, yeah. it was like it, it was li- like look it up on YouTube it's so funny and it was like this whole thing Sega had and yeah it's the same I imagine it's the same thing as but not as um mm. not as well obvious. the not to get into it too much the Shrek movie is a is a literal like Lord Farquaad is based on Michael Eisner the current the the then oh. current CEO of Disney and Oh my god. It's yay. a massive I mean the it's a oh small world god. parody when they get to Farquaad yeah, land. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing is like sure. it's like severely Jeffrey Katzenberg like getting his shit out through an animated CGI movie. Right. Which is healthy. Um but yeah, I was always disappointed. Um, you may not know this about me, listeners, but I used to work at Shrek's Adventure London, uh, where we would have a Shrektacular time. And <laughs> when you finished the tour, you would go into like a DreamWorks section and there would be Madagascar and um, How to Train Your Dragon and Kung Fu Panda. But there was never any ants mm. section. There was never a Road to El Dorado section. There was never a Prince of Egypt section, which uh, I was always annoyed at. But um, so it's a bit of a, an underdog. Most mm. people don't realize it's from the same studio that brought, brought us such money-grubbing yeah. movies as Shrek 4. And, um, <laughs> and such Not horror safe. films as, as Shark Tale. <laughs> Because oh it God. doesn't. Fuck. I refuse to watch that. Will Smith. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> ugly Will Smith fish, yeah. Oh my God, um, so ugly. So smooth. So ugly. <laughs> so, like, gross. So, so smooth. So, uh, so weird. Nasty. And that's the thing. But there was such a vibe to those movies from going forward from Shrek, where they were so capitalist. Yeah. There's no other word for it, really. Like, really trying desperately hard. Like some, like a parody you'd see on Family Guy, where they'd be like, remember when that animation studio tried to get way too down with the kids and totally missed the mark? That's kind of the DreamWorks studio. Now, every now and then, they'll do a How to Train Your Dragon, but most of the time, they'll give you a Shrek. And, um... Oh, Shrek is great. Just to oh, be... Shrek. Yeah, I mean, I'm when I say Shrek, I'm referring to, like, that they won't let that die. Yeah. <laughs> like, the donkey was ripe and it was ready and we plucked it and we ate it and it was juicy and now it is dead we shat it out and they still insist on giving it to us and we're like stop we don't need a shrek 5 uh, um but the road to el dorado doesn't have that vibe it doesn't have that it's a very original can we call it, it that? Well, alone it it was Apparently it bombed at the box office and it was panned for being unoriginal and like trying to be like Disney. So (laughs) 
I, this shocked me when I, I was reading about it today, just so I had some trivia for you. Nice. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's kind of interesting that they probably moved away from that kind of thing um, as a result of things like that. But mm, it's still to us, it's one of the point. funniest. It genuinely is one of the funniest movies that's ever been made. One of the greatest voice casts that's ever voiced casted. And just the idea of like, I mean, it's terrible because it's colonialism, but just this idea of two Spaniards on their way to South America because the the road to El Dorado, the, the, the like hunt for El Dorado was a genuine thing. Cortez is a historical figure. He existed in real life. And him and Francis Drake were constantly being like, right, see you later. Got my treasure in my boat and I'm off to try and find El Dorado because they legitimately believed that this place existed. And as like navigational discoverers of the time they were literally funded to go and find el dorado which is but can you imagine now if someone was like and this is john we're funding his trip to find atlantis um it's kind of the equivalent it's like what are you talking about like where are you going like where are you even heading is it kind of like giving you know funding to like NASA and other space things and being well, like, see if there's any other planets we can live on and stuff. I guess so. I, I guess so. But this seemed very much like, it's not like you've colonised all of South America. England's covered the east coast of North America. You're all getting in on Africa and India and you're already in China. Why are we now trying to find El Dorado? And it was more of a sort of ego There must thing, be more riches we can steal. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got spices and we've got slaves and we've got silk and we've got dyes and we've got textiles. We need more gold! <laughs> Where are we going to find that? The city of gold! Yeah, it's like, it's it's like just... the ultimate fantasy though, isn't yeah. it? It's like the ultimate mm. male fantasy of that time. Of being like the the we have the you have the adventurers and you have the adventurers who find, you know, the new world and there's like, you know, some resources but it's there there's stuff like, you know, the the resources are kind of like, you know, not great. It's like interesting stuff but it's not. And then you had the, there was like some places they found that they that that had you know valuable resources but the idea of a of a place that didn't realize that its main resource was yeah so valuable to That's true. the other side of it's just a fan it's just a male fantasy basically the whole thing yeah um and it's like it's funny because we don't it doesn't really work now um because it's it's kind of dated because of like the idea of gold in itself is dated but yeah if you imagine really it's like kind of uh I suppose most like now like uh oil like, world yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> or maybe in more of a like tangible way the idea of like um the man the celebrity mansion behind the waterfall you know like cri- right. the cribs that takes you behind yeah. the waterfall that goes like this is what you could have and like mm-hmm. look at all the people who live in this place that they don't really know the wealth they have and they kind of live and it's all really nice here and they kind of just live and blah 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 mm-hmm. um i feel like it's it's um yeah it's just a fantasy which is really funny yeah and such an odd choice to put into a children's musical yeah, <laughs> yeah. and elton john as well like that's my favorite part as well it's like it's like um the funniest um 
most two thousands thing you can do is just be like. Um, is that on John? In this one? Yeah, yeah, Elton John does the entire soundtrack. Of this one? Apart yeah. from one awesome yeah. song. Apart from yeah. one song. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's so funny, because we, I, uh, when I was watching Fern Gully, the credit song came up, and we were like, is that fucking Elton John? <laughs> Fern Gully is like 92, right? Yeah. Lion King was obviously 94. This is... 2000 Elton John just spent the 90s he is brilliant he just he knows what the people want and they want his music (laughs) over animated (laughs) who wants an animated cartoon it works it really does he found his niche and he ran with it it's brilliant and I think this is you know obviously Lion King is is brilliant and I I thought the Fern Gully song wasn't bad Um, I love it but this really Elton John is so intrinsically tied to this movie, not just because he literally is like Phil Collins' Tarzan. Yeah, this is the thing, it's the same. It works. They they use the music to give the vibe and the colour scheme of the movie as well. Yeah. And they they make it work together so well. Yes, yes. Right. Drinking game rules. Uh, So, I will try and keep them up and try and remember. Uh, We can't clink because we are socially distanced. But that's fine. Um, so take one sip every time Tulio says gold. Every time Miguel says adventure. Every time Miguel or Tulio say plan. Every time Zekel Khan says sacrifice or gods. Oh, fuck oh god. Or when Altivo does something human or understands English. <laughs> oh no. Take two sips every time. Tulio mentions the little voice. Miguel plays the mandolin. Miguel and Tulio scream like girls. When Chell sounds like she's from New York. (laughs) And when someone starts singing, either a character or Elton John. And these are optional. We can take a gulp whenever these TV tropes appear. When the puppy dog eyes, Miguel makes the face. Oh, yeah. So cute. Flinning, which is the fake sword fighting scene. Gratuitous Spanish, anytime Spanish is thrown in with English. It got worse. We all know when it's coming. (laughs) Gone swimming, clothes stolen, a classic trope. (laughs) Disney acid scene, aka that song. Yeah. Record needle scratch. Love it. <laughs> when does that Fan happen? Fan service. Uh, Tulio interrupting Miguel. I'm sure we'll spot it. Yeah. I'm going to look out for it now. Uh, Fan service. Nudity and tits, basically. Um, Disney villain death. Falling. And riding into the sunset. Lovely. Sounds good. These opening tunes really get me so excited. They get you in, don't they? They're like, name me another movie that gets you excited when it's still saying presents and you're like, yeah! (laughs) 
He's so pissed off already. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> over spends it. Spends the whole film pissed off. <laughs> with different personalities. This is why I like Tulio. <laughs> this is why I 
the name of it. By just imitating like and it. and uh, the comic beats of being silent and then saying yeah. something. Yeah, it's so full of it. This is a ridiculous plan, and he is extremely lucky that this horse speaks Spanish. <laughs> He's an optimist. Drink for, I think that's quite a big drink for our TV understanding. Oh, so yeah. Well, it's not a <laughs> And, like, this is a really good example of getting known actors to be in your voice cast. Not the next famous person to be in your voice cast. Genuinely good actors yeah. that suit their characters being on your voice cast. When will they learn? Oh, see Miguel likes the animals. <laughs> yeah, but Julia is being like we're trying to escape from being enslaved forever, and you're petting a fucking horse. No, I think Flo. No, I think Flo. I think you want to be Julio, but actually you're Miguel, and you have problems with your Migueliness. <laughs> well, I'm gonna fucking. I'm, I live and die by Julio's. <laughs> I will be more ruthless than ever on your word. Miguel dived. What's he gonna do in the sea with the horse? Just, like he just dived after it. So I don't knows, know why I've embarked on a hating Miguel. Yeah, that's it's why true. they work so well together. Yeah. You need a Tulio if you're a yeah, Miguel. You know? We missed Very the true. classic line, holy ship. Holy, holy ship. ship, yeah. <laughs> Didn't get that no. for literally years. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine there's some real good fanfic about these guys. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, a lot of threesome oh, yes. stuff. A <laughs> lot of threesomes. Oh, oh she, she knows. Yeah, we tell. <laughs> 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 At least it's trying to get worse. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Miguel. I have so to say, much. Miguel's yeah. optimism and go getty is very attractive, and I, I do like Tulio, but he's such a bummer. <laughs> I think it's of the right degree of being a bummer for being stranded on the ocean in a rowboat, though. And also, he he was the one who worked out how to turn the ship and stuff. But Miguel got the horse to get him the keys. He did. Oh, cute. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I love how the shark is so realistic. Like, just literally terrifying, terrifying shark. I like... We're getting there, yeah. you know? The plot is like, woo, it's been 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah, and we're pretty much there. <laughs> They're such good friends, you guys. Aww. Name me a movie with this amount of good male friendship. A Disney movie. That's so true, actually. The funniest thing is That's it's so definitely true. been like a few hours. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> They're like... Because... They're absolutely yeah. fine. And like, 
I love the animation of that moment where it's like they both separately let go of the sand and then they look in different like directions yeah. at the same time. And it's like great. one yeah, of them, and what's so wonderful nice. is that Tulio waits for Miguel to catch up. Yeah, he yeah, like, looks back at him. <laughs> look how cute! Look how cute this is. Hi. <laughs> Time for another jam sesh. Oh, done. He's like <laughs> laughing about the fact that he had this. <laughs> oh, such an airhead. A himbo. I mean, I mean, I, I love him, but I also, like, I would slap oh, him yeah. a few times. But in a loving way. <laughs> oh, stealing clothes. Fan, Fan service. service. <laughs> That's some bad. I mean, I mean. Yeah, there was an additional one that I didn't say. Anything that can be interpreted as homoerotic. Okay, I mean, we should probably have a few drinks. We should just be waterfalling. Yeah, already. (laughs) Everything. This is a story about two lovers. You look hard enough. Yeah, if you. That's what we're talking about the fanfics. Yeah, 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 yeah. So pretty. I love that. It looks really beautiful. It's so pretty. This is a really great. And he's getting on board! He's getting in the mood! <laughs> she's like, yeah, that's the queen. Let's be honest, he's really like, I fucking told you we were headed to a hospital. Oh, that's so They all died. Falling. Yeah, that horse. Falling was a one. Falling. Falling was one. That horse is not okay after that fall. Yeah, no one is. Um, everyone's dead. <laughs> <laughs> this is all a dream. This is all a dream after they died. Yeah. Right. Oh my god, that's, that's such a, a great theory. theory. Yeah, I'm sure it's already a theory. Clue. That's so already a theory. Everyone In dies. Fairness, I do, they, they do that with everything. It. We're don't like, oh, yeah. they died, and that's why everything is unbelievable. It's a rubbish theory. <laughs> All that talk of golden adventures got me half a bottle of prosecco down. I know, same. <laughs> like gold, gold, woo! gold, adventure, adventure, adventure. Homoeroticism. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> I can't believe we're only twenty-one minutes in. Isn't that amazing? It's. I mean, it's perfect. It, you know, it's like the the inside number nine argument. Like, why is this fucking movie three hours long when Rishi Smith and Steve Pemberton can write a perfect full story in thirty minutes? Yeah. Like, yeah, especially for kids, your movie should not be over an hour and a half. Fair enough. Rock. 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 <laughs> rock. <laughs> I think that's pretty homoerotic. That's very like, get yeah. in the car. Yeah. We're going home. <laughs> oh, and now she's gonna ruin. She's it. not. She just adds to it. She's <laughs> gonna ruin their Holy relationship. Amory. I haven't looked into how accurate this is. Re respectful for ancient civilizations of South America but seeing as it is a fictional land I don't think we can get too hung up on its sort of accuracy in that way. No, I'm excited to talk later about colonialism but I'll do that when I'm a bit drunker. <laughs> put, a, put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely hitting on some interesting things. Yes, I'm sure it won't be. Yeah, and, and I'm kind of loath to do it 
because it's so wonderful and I love it but I think it's important. But again, you've got that sort of 3D animation with the 2D yeah. in the foregrounds. I mean, that's a beautiful desktop wallpaper right there. Mm. Oh, I love it! Foreshadowing! Oh yeah, I love the horse for this bit. <laughs> <laughs> do we get to drink extra for when the horse speaks oh, English? 100%. I think we have to down, down, down your drink, if anything. <laughs> I've just died a new one! <laughs> no. <laughs> the horse Someone Speaks came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. It really is great, Someone probably did that for a joke and no one spotted it. I bet, no, I bet they were all like, oh god, I hope people see that bit, you know. <laughs> One of those little side bits. Oh, so pretty! <laughs> I really, I, I was going to say, I really like this level of intelligence in a horse. I know it just spoke, but and before then... <laughs> Because it's not like the horse entangled that it's like uh, a human, but in horse form. It still acts like a horse a lot of the, the time, is, but it also is, like, funny. Say about the horse as well, entangled. The thing is, is it, it's yeah. a dog, the horse entangled. Yeah. That's, what, that's what's different, because the horse in this is a human, but the horse entangled oh, I can, is a Yeah, dog, I see what you so. mean. But then I would say the horse in this is more like mm. a horse. Like, it bites you if you pull it and it doesn't want to do scary oh, things. Oh, no, yeah. But it's like a human... It's, it's like a human horse rather than a dog the most horse. The most horsey horse is Achilles from Hunchback, I would say. hundred percent. Yeah, that is a horse. It's a horse with some tricks. I am the villain. Can you tell? <laughs> like what? Does Julio have magical powers? Is Julio good? There's an essay there. I think. I mean. Yeah. Volcanoes can play up sometimes without actually exploding, so I'd assume that's what's happening. <laughs> those those pesky <laughs> volcanoes. Can. They do. They you know they have some action and then they calm down again. You know, <laughs> I don't yeah. think it looks quite like that, but you know. <laughs> I always love that line because that Crazy. was the line where when I was watching this as a kid and I was like, "Who's the voice actor?" You know, my mum was like, "Is that Kenneth Branagh?" And then he said that line, and she goes. That's Kenneth Branagh. But don't make me start it up again, because <laughs> yeah, I, I will. <laughs> the sky looks so pretty. So pretty. Mm. And they so easily could have made that guy, like, Chell's father. Mm, you're right. Like, if this was a Disney, to give her a, like, a, like a princess. Yeah. Uh, but she's a con artist as well, yeah. which I think is so wonderful. Mm. Can the horse getting the comedy of these people thinking they're gods yeah, count? Yeah, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Sure. What makes you think we need your help? Are you serious? They never had a female character like Karen Disney. I mean, she's quite sexualized. Yes. Oh, she's incredibly oh, massively. Which I, like, but then at the same time, I always loved her, and I do now. Like, I just think she's like she's a cool it's character. It's unfortunate that she had to suffer from being, particularly because she's exotic. Yeah, you're right. And the exotic princesses, Jasmine Pocahontas as Meralda, were always overtly sexual as well you're compared right. to the yeah, like white the princesses. Thing. Um, which is awful. But her personality and her character was so vibrant and different. She wants in so she can get out. 
She's the same, like, they give her the same yeah. attention with regards to facial yeah. expressions. And... Yeah. yeah. Little voice. Little voice. Just, just little, voice. little voice, little voice twice. Ah. Oh, fuck yeah. Time to just, everyone shut up. Let's just party. It's me and him. Oh my god. Yeah, there was definitely... There was definitely, they were definitely drinking some kind of uh, weird like, yeah, something with some kind of juice. herb like, in it. But... Someone had squeezed something out of a cactus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a frog involved <laughs> at one point. Definitely, definitely. Licking Can frogs. Can them, them sleeping together in the same bed count as homoeroticism? Yes. Yeah. That's so unfair. I'd be like, I'm a god, let me sleep in. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, leave me alone. <laughs> oh. I love this so much. I think this is my favourite scene in the whole film. <laughs> How are you wearing that? I guess it just curves around the head. You're right. It just goes it goes over his ears like sunglasses. Oh. <laughs> I love that this is their literal religion and the whole town is like, this not sucks. <laughs> like Everyone's like, <gasps> it's like, this is your religion. But I guess it's not. It's just like this dude became high priest somehow and now he's like, this is our religion. And they're like, I don't remember there being morning sacrifices before. Yeah, I also think it was a special, it's this special gods thing. I think he's like really showing up yeah. for the gods. Like, he's like, I've read the book. This is what happened. This isn't... Julio, tell him. The stars are not in position for this tribute. Like he says, stars can't do it. <laughs> Possibly the greatest thing ever animated. Yeah, it's a great. Oh, I agree. I agree. It's very, it's very, very good. It's never not funny. It's the weird three D again. But it it works because they choose to three D the things that are like kind of otherworldly yeah. and magical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that she knows the value of gold, even though she lives in a city of it. Yeah. She's yeah, like, yeah. gold she understands is the worth on the outside. Yeah, how does Having she know that? Having potentially never been to the outside or I feel like there's books. a prequel. I feel like there's a prequel, which is like... She's an immigrant. story of the opposite yeah. way, where she goes Yeah, out and learns the... that gold is this, yeah. like, people see her earrings and they're like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she goes to Spain and she's like, doing the same thing, like they think that she's really important in yeah. Spain. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh my god, she has like, otherworldly knowledge, and she's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> That's me. 
I love, just look at all the women in the background. Just a whole diverse crew there. Only one Killing gets it. to speak during the movie and that's chill. <laughs> that is a good point. One speaking <laughs> woman. But design-wise, they easily could have made that a bunch of like model-like. You're right. Like, like, look, we got you models and gold. You know, men's favorite thing. Yeah. But they were like, no, here are the townsfolk and gold. I mean, yeah, Agreed. they could have done with like yeah. another woman, but... What are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? The 2000s. <laughs> women didn't exist it's back then. 2000. There was like one woman, if you want. Only lucky. Rosie Perez existed then. <laughs> <laughs> I love as well that you know, the, it's almost this, the more I watch this, the second they say boat. Because we've just talked about how Chella's like, these fucking fuckers, like, duping everyone in my country. And yet the minute they say boat, the chief is like, I see. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the bit when. I, I I love the bit where um, it will come up in a second, but where Trudy is going, oh, we were going to sort of ascend in a sort of like horizontal. And and they animate Miguel as like trying not to laugh, and then you can see the chief looking at them both like, how fucking stupid you think that? It's been established. That was the scratch. That is scratch. That was the scratch. There we go. Well spot. Chell is off limits, but ew. Yeah. I Flo. I. I don't. I mean, he's sexist. And how is he more sexist than Miguel? Like him and Chell already have a thing going no. on. You feel it's like off, that's like a off the books, like cradle of her face. It was the earrings. He was obsessed with the gold, to be fair. And also, she is the driver of this relationship. He loves gold. That is his prerogative. She's the one that's like, I want more. I think he's just being this playful. Is the creepy bit. This is the creepy Yeah, but this bit. is, I mean, this is a strange reaction to have, but she's, it's not like he's, he's sexually harassing her. She's no, sexually no, harassing she's him. Sexually harassing him. But she's not because he's up for it. Cat, what is it that you think he's like more sexist than Miguel with? No, I just think for me, like, um, does the thing with Chow where he's like, where he like strokes like, her, her face, yeah, or something. I don't know. Yeah, and also I don't know. I just find it as a non-verbal compliment to be like, those are pretty, and like I know it's not like if someone at work grabbed my earring like that would be weird but in terms of the thing they've built i'm like i'm all right with that they're all conning people out of gold <laughs> this is a cute scene this is a very miguel miguel's highlight but a little bit like oh these natives have never put string on a drum but <laughs> a little, little bit little bit <laughs> Lo yeah, but, but actually, in fairness, this guy is incredibly talented. He starts playing Elton John's like, song. But then I feel like Miguel is so pure because he's literally like, I'm just going to do a thing and then I'm going to just leave and I'm just going to be like, and then people are, people, I don't know, he just is trying to just... My, my thing with Miguel is, and I do have to like get... Is that he genuinely seems to think he's special. Like he he wallows in everyone's worship of him in this bit. 
Whereas Tunio is like, we're not special, so we've got to lay low because they think we are. Whereas Miguel's like, I could be a god, I can get away with it. And I don't like, I don't dislike him for that because I think that's like a really fun thing to watch. But I do think that's a really key difference between them and it's not necessarily a benefit of Miguel. But he's like, yeah, I do deserve to be the centre of attention in this town and do whatever I want. Whereas Julio's like, dude, we're fucking worthless. Like, fucking stay inside and then we'll run for it. And Yeah, I never kind of thought of it about that. Like, uh, I always saw that whole montage just like, she. Something. I mean, we can't talk over this. <laughs> the sex scene in the 2000 DreamWorks. Really? Literally, their only ever. Stop it! That's disgusting. That's disgusting. disgusting. <laughs> Chuddy Crone. I love it. I, you know if this was made live action they would take all the humour and joy and energy from these characters and what makes this movie yeah, so wonderful really is that that character is funny he's the true villain of this piece and he is funny what do you think you're doing? <laughs> low. Low. shut up Miguel such a smug gift <laughs> towards the next place where he, they would play ball. <laughs> they were zoomed. Did he literally like teleport them there? In which case you should watch He's out for this guy. <laughs> this is such a wonderful idea. It's like the pod race. It's like kind of a pointless endeavor, but it also ties in with the plot so well and it ties in with the character development so well. And it's just yeah, so well it's a good device. It's a good device. It's a great device. This is a classic those characters thing. Tudu comes up with the reasoning. Miguel just yeah. fucking plows through. Excuse me. <laughs> They're very lucky that they saved that thing's life uh, early on in like ten minutes in. Because it do you remember it cut they cut down the trunk that was holding the snake and it. So it, it got rid of the snake. So it was like, like my debt to you is I paid. Owe my life. <laughs> I will win a game of football for you. <laughs> yeah! Yes! Oh, no! Gosh. Zoom in! Oh, shit! Like, this guy is 100% more powerful than the gods. Yeah, what the hell is he? Yeah. What's what it's did you like drink? Magical. Does he have a different stone statue depending, you know, if it's the year of the goat? Does he have a big, like, Maybe goat? he gets one made every year. Yeah, like a... Jobs. Like, he's actually a hero. Year, year of the pig. He's got, like, a big old, like, pig that's, like... 
I feel like this polyamorous relationship, like there's not enough Miguel in this. I agree, but then the thing is, it happens, then Miguel gets jealous, and then it turns polyamorous. It's like a confusing uh, that's like part of We're the in the prequel yeah. to the polyamory. You won. That's sad. But I think he just means like, because I want you, and you don't need to think about what Miguel wants. They're like, but then it's like, it's... It no, this is some bullshit. He's breaking the contract. It's basically Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, a little like, bit. <laughs> it's very thing, cool. You control the big thing. It's very like Japanese kind of. Um... Miguel's so grumpy. Just talk to him, Miguel. Just say I want us to be official. Screaming like girls. <laughs> Screaming like girls. I like to believe this was the first ever I'm okay, I'm okay. I like I like to believe that was the first ever one of those no. that, that is joke. It like they did a dark joke and then they were told you wouldn't get passed off from, so they had to add some dialogue of like, I'm still okay. I think they killed him and then the like studio were like no <laughs> do don't even think about it so they got that and they got them voice actor in to be like i'm still okay because who knows? Who knows? So, sorry to interrupt but i absolutely love that shot where it's jackal can doing like and it's splashed with the frames of oh the, yeah, yeah. Like, yes. it's so good yeah Jesus. 
and it began to be accepted by high up members of the church. And some people weren't sure, and obviously there's a lot of agnostics and stuff, but that person just stuck around for ages. Like, you'd be expected to treat them brilliantly, and you'd be like, that's not fucking God, like, that's some dude, and... Uh, no, 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 but this is the thing, this is what, this is exactly what Jesus was, was it's, like, apparently some guy who was, like, some not... dude. He wasn't God, he was, like, he was, he was, the, like, son of God, but, like, you, it was the hope that, it was the hope and the... The miracles that he apparently did, you know. Don't fucking say goodbye to your friend. Come on. Oh, look, you can have the hot woman, which is what she's unfortunately <laughs> just become. Oh, that's 3D gold. Oh. And all that 3D gold. Oh, you're... You want them both. Boyfriend. <laughs> Why do you have warriors? We have warriors too. We've got warriors. Why We've do you have warriors? Like, What's boys. ever happened to you that you felt the need to have warriors? If you were an undiscovered land with no always have worries or it's like the same planning. Yeah, but it's like I think it's just forward planning, like like we have a like there's a lot of stuff here. Got a plan. I don't know. The age redone. But two they're actually trans Oh my God. Yeah, the armadillo. He uses his human language yeah. to tell you what the armadillo was trying to tell you. The armadillo drops a cushion. After chugging. I love his. James. I always just to briefly jump in on that previous conversation. I always thought that if the chief knew that they were, you know not real i always thought that that's a brilliant shot because the last time we saw it had butterflies coming out of it and now it's got fire it's beautiful i love it i always thought that if the chief knew the whole people knew and no one was being duped i was always under the impression that everyone was like on board with the fact that this was just a lovely stranger this thing i think so long as they leave but I don't think they would be treated I think this is the thing in my head I was always like he would just become an everyday citizen because he's so willing yeah. to muck in well, anyway well if the girl was stayed and then it showed like two seconds later someone was like well your job is sweeping the streets do it now then I would have been up for it but instead it was like here's a cape and hat lord my girl <laughs> fair the is so unrendered like it's like someone. It's like, someone's it's like gonna, someone did it. Like dive on that boat to render someone, that. Someone like <laughs> half. It's halfway. <laughs> oh, look at him go! This is the thing, no. if DreamWorks were bigger than, if they were as big as Disney at this time, this could have been a roller coaster, a water ride. This is such another, like, in massive support for, like, when they hit the, when yeah. they fell down, they died. And then this is them coming too, and being like, oh, we have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's oh, broke any three. bones. And or... who's this woman? <laughs> that horse is so angsty. 
Yeah, that's like an evil Altivo. <laughs> supposed to enjoy this as a villain it's really sad and I hate that they're like good a worthy end of a villain in a movie and you're like no it's not fair I mean it's kind of like the white man is the ultimate villain. Like, we, I don't know if. Yeah, I definitely. Like, colonialism is the villain and stuff. And this is an example of a guy who was, like, siding with them. But I still kind of hate the thing of, like, ooh, your belief in gods and your brief feeling that this man fitted your belief of gods has killed you and you'll be a slave forever and that's it. But anyway, let's enjoy the ending of the movie. <laughs> the sunset heading into the sunset last drink everyone I think what's for me what's quite precious about Rotel Dorado is that I remember it in the same vein as being funny like Ice Age and Shrek but Whereas Isage and Shrek have become sort of like memes, mm. and they've become things that I... Now everyone has the same understanding of Shrek, and probably a similar understanding of Ice Age to a less, lesser degree. Rosie Eldorado feels special, where it's like, you may have seen gifts from it, but if you saw the movie, like, when you were a kid, that's like a thing you have with the person where you're like, Remember when we watched Rosa Eldorado as a kid and it was, I don't know, it felt to me very much like a definitive funny film of my childhood Definitely. and I've had things that since that have felt mm -hmm. special too but not to the same like it feels exclusive, it feels like if you weren't around then you wouldn't have seen it whereas Shrek feels like because You've they probably do. watched it since, and they, they keep it's giving come it, back so many times. Yeah, to a new generation, whereas they never, mm -hmm. as you say, someone said earlier that they they left it alone. There's it's very difficult to find merchandise for the Road to El Dorado. It's very difficult to find even memes about the Road to El Dorado. Like very few good memes about the Road to El Dorado, and it's it's precious it's true it's it's sort of an uncovered gem that's sort of half out the dirt that only a few people got to touch and because they didn't make a hundred sequels and because they didn't sh try and shove it on i was gonna say coat hangers no one fucking sells coat hangers with like shit on it you know like yeah. water bottles and tote bags and stuff because you can't get that it does feel more special in this in this holy consumerist because you think 2001 philosopher's stone happened and within five years they they'd managed to figure out how to sell you a chocolate frog um but the road to el dorado no one it's still and it's not in that 80s retro vibe where they're not making a musical out of it for the stage and they're not bringing out sort of like hey retro t-shirts with it on ah. it like, really is nothing. an absurd point because it's like you said 2000 
where it's like it's not <laughs> Disney Renaissance. I know it's not Disney anyway, but it's not that age. Mm. It's not a retro memory. It's just a thing that, like most people seem to have seen. Yeah, I think. I think the one thing that that does great with me, and it's the one thing because I love it and I love Miguel, um, and Miguel will always be the reason why this film is okay for me. Um, but it's like I just hate the fact that Chell is basically the only woman, and she's in my opinion massively sexualized and i understand that you know we're in 2000 and like it's empowering to some people um but for me personally it's not an empowering version of femininity it's like a it's a very naked um no i know sort of uh, yeah i don't know it's a yeah, like a precious yeah. gem on the. It's it's not another piece of gold for them to It's not an. It's not yeah. It's not a and 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 like I understand why it is to some people, um, and why it's it is definitely a positive thing, and why it has also been the groundwork for, um, you know, more positive female characters in the future. But 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 ultimately, Chell as for, for me, I do not identify with Chell. I massively identify with Miguel. In fact, I identify most with the aardvark. <laughs> I completely agree where I'm, like, I do not feel the same way as you, but I agree in terms of, like, one issue I have with it is that, for me, very different to you, Chell is a great character, and I really felt like... It's weird, because I felt represented by her, even though I wouldn't say her personality encompasses mine at all. But I just really felt, I felt like Chell still was, she kind of encompassed, like, the character I wanted to see, having seen a hundred million, like, innocent and, like, naive characters. I was so delighted as a kid to have Chell, who was the same, uh, like, cheat as the male characters and was like I'm right at the same like I'm just doing it from a different level of you because I yeah. have this information and I really love that about her but I do still have that as a like I still think she's she's kind of over sexualized if they I like her but if they had like de uh, sexualized her and just had some thought with regards to the design of like Julian and Miguel are incredibly relatable. Let's let Chell also Mm -hmm. not necessarily wear revealable things and make her this, like, Mm -hmm. sort of dishy character and have her as this, like, her personality is so attractive. This is the thing. There are so many... There are so many... um, There are so many choices that could have been made to reduce her, like, just the way that the audience like kind of is a voyeur um and and like they're they're like and the most simplistic thing is obviously just her costume i think that's like i mean she's basically wearing like a flap um that's okay she's wearing two flaps the size of her flap though it's like the size of how like it's basically the size of her flap so so narrow 
It's less about her costume, I think. It's more about her, like, um, entire way the costume is moving and, like, how much attention is drawn to the tiny slip. Because it's like she's always kind of swaying, and that's cool. Yeah. And she's kind of, like, like moving, and, like, everything's popping out, like, her hips popping out. She's not moving like the men. She's really, like, swaying and, like, rippling across her body, which is really cool, but it's, like, very different to the men, which is fine because... Sure, but it's not the costume. Yeah, but through body language. I think you're completely right. Yeah, I see what you mean, where it's like, it's not, it's it's same levels of revealability, but it's like, you when you animate things where it's like, oh, I almost showed you a flash of something, yeah. whereas like, in between like, you get um, Miguel and Julio wearing like, very thin slips around the waist as well, but it's never animated like, ooh, you might see a bit of nudity. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, even when they were nude, they were just running along, yeah. Yeah. There's no, you know, you talk dirty, rotten scoundrels, she never actually turns yeah. on the boys at the end. She's constantly with them. That's really true, because she never turns, because you kind of think like, ooh, what's the deal with her? And she never really goes, you know, she never turns, and that's quite interesting. The reality of Charles' character is yeah. that she fancied a guy and yeah. she got a little bit flirty and then, like, she stayed with him and possibly entered a polyamorous relationship if you're going to go into it. But, like, but like it, it, like, it's... I kind of love that aspect of, like you said, she enters the witchy relationship where she's, like, a sort of mysterious figure within the bounds of an already established thing. But then she's just like, she's just like, I'm, I'm, like, I am loyal and I'm an interesting character and you don't know what all my meaning is. And also, okay, I'm going to do my own take from it. And I know it's like I've seen it a million times, therefore I make up the most forgiving take of a thing. But like, Chell doesn't know what they've got going on. She's like, it's two guys. We've got quite a closed off thing here. We sacrifice people on occasion. You know, not in a bad way. We're all nice people. But on occasion, we sacrifice people. We're probably not that, like, friendly. And then, she, so she doesn't know she's getting in the way of something. But then it turns out that, like, oh, actually, she's interfering with some deep-seated like relationship issues that these people haven't discussed yet because they got trapped on a boat together before they got the chance to discuss the fact that they fancy <laughs> each other yeah. and are actually like oh fuck we're gonna die now so we've got to find the city of gold and shit like i just really think it's I like in the height of all relationship trauma another person comes in and magically it works out holly how are you doing you yeah how did sad. you find it yeah, it was good. I, I found it much more like, um, I, I really saw the gay subtext much more than I did the first few times I watched it. Because I was like, literally every scene they're in, you're like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, all right, all so right. Agreed. They always seem to be having a couple's argument to me. Yeah, the, yeah. Like, the entire time. Yeah, so that was that was huge. And then also like justifying Bale and John and you're like, you know, he he yeah, that that's kind of I wonder why whether that might be why it's not quite made it out of its kind of the starting gate sort of thing and like not been made into anything else and not much merchant maybe just because nobody really knew how to feel about it, because it's not 
you know, it's uh, it is quite adult, I think, and like the complexity yeah. of the relationship as it goes on, and like, and it never gets resolved either. There's yeah. no point it's where, ever like, and then there's there's no Disney ending. Obviously, it's not Disney, but there's no kind of there's no like climax of cathartic. Yeah, kind of round it's just like we keep on working, and hopefully one day we'll find peace. <laughs> <laughs> The grind. Julia <laughs> and uh, and Chell, like it's like, well, yeah, but that does He's not okay with it, and that's very much like early days. Of this like, thing. it's 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 a bit of a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good point. It's it's really only been this viewing that I've realised how like adult it is and using that word for it and I think I think that's a testament to it and I think that's possibly why all of us mature people here um clung to it as kids because we saw something in it that was like not forbidden (laughs) a little bit above our paper as it were (laughs) really hard to remember how like I used to feel about things before I really understood them because there's no way as like kids you understood what was going on there you just yeah like certain parts of it like I know I had this oh, really yeah. strong um feeling with watching it where I was like I was with Miguel um with regards to the like jealousy over the relationship but I uh I felt like kind of rides maybe where I was like annoyed at myself for being annoyed with it it's a really weird memory where I was like fucking calm down people get into relationships man you just have to deal with it and that was like and I felt the same way when I saw bridesmaids where I was like why am I watching this person who perfectly relates to me having problems with her best friend's wedding (laughs) he's a horrible friend and then when I was the second time I was like yeah Um, is that like well done where you're like i understand these characters entirely and like i can empathize with both of them equally like where it's not easy to choose either or and where you're like oh okay i'm parts of me are like this and parts of me like that and to be fair like it is amazing what they've done in an hour and a half to like make you feel like very um like you can't really choose maybe first watch you choose and then second watch you're like hang on no because that was some bad shit and you know maybe i jumped too early and you know flo are you too drunk to talk about colonialism let's get into it i just i want to try and i want to try and squeeze the seeds of colonialism out of you before you pass out you have to look some of this up because it doesn't mm, nothing (laughs) I haven't planned anything. Yeah. Um, but I think what, we need to discuss What a it. movie. What a movie. <laughs> Applause all around. But let's just get in real quick into whether it's like pro-colonialism. It posits that two white guys turning up can basically improve a native's uh, religion from being violent and sacrificery to just being about football and shit. Now, um, are we to assume... The, yeah. the religion was sacrificial in the first place, considering the reaction of the townsfolk. This is me being Keanu Reeves in okay. that movie, Devil's Advocate. Hey, Keanu Reeves. What's up? 
Um, so are we to assume that the religion was always sacrificial and like bloody or is it just that one bad egg as America likes to say about well here's my answer Keanu Reeves it's quite the conundrum because on one hand it posits that two white men can be the saviour of a non like white uh, society and that they somehow bring civilization to this group of people that don't even know how to play the mandolin but on the other hand <laughs> <laughs> they are a group of, like it does show several times that these people are not fooled by the white men not and that all. they just allow their colonialism what does that mean that doesn't that does what does that say does it suggest a kind-hearted like willingness to allow someone to stay a week and pretend to be special like i would if i owned a bnb <laughs> like someone put on a note that they wanted to be treated like a queen i'd do it because <laughs> Everyone deserves that. Or is it like that they really think that these white men are special? Because that's problematic and that's very 2000s right. cartoons. I know we're saying. And I know that this whole world has been pro-colonialism because that's how this world has made its money. I get it. I do. And I think it sucks and I think we need to be taught about it. And I think that the Spanish entering Southern America was trash and what they did there was shit and you know to be fair hands up it wasn't as bad as what the british did now i will say that boris and you can fucking fight me okay Britannia, my dick <laughs> but what the spanish did in south america was shit now in south america they did manage to have the first all-black colony but it was only because a slave escaped and started it there shouldn't have been slaves in America in the first place. So you can all fuck off. Now, saying that, re El Dorado. A fictional <coughs> land, arguably. Well, fictionally. It's a fictional land. It doesn't exist. Francis Drake, go suck a dick. I hate you so much, Francis Drake. That's another story for another day. <laughs> Get to the point. <laughs> What was I talking about? You're like, great point. Anyway, here's my analysis of like 200 years of history. <laughs> um, I, as a child and an adult, because the role, because we don't really get to know the townsfolk other than through a uh, generic genteel montage, we have to take their leadership as the sort of basis of generalization. So we have two options. We have one who is often res uh, responded to with shock and disgust, which is Sekul Khan, who like arguably dies in the third act of the movie and then gets sold into slavery in the plantations, which is horrific. Yeah. Um, and we have the chief who is a disnified fat loving sultan-esque maurice guy who's all about feasting and gold he knows what these white men want and he gives it to them because it's no sweat off his back and the second they talk about needing a boat you feel like he's onto them and he's just like you know what mate if you wanna if whatever's been going down in your hometown is a piece of shit and you kind of, as an adult, I read that as, you know, especially with the way that Chell acts, perhaps year after year, immigrant after immigrant found, finds their way to El Dorado 
and they're all just really super accepting and they're like you know what dude if life's treating you down and you're not gonna like kill and steal while you're here chill with us and the place is so peaceful and nice that they're just like you know what i will chill with you eldorado but you don't see anyone who's not now the fact that they are like for a good 24 hours at least they are like these people are gods argues that you perhaps didn't ever see anyone with their skin type or their clothing or their speech because we also don't know how they're able to understand each other (laughs) which is a whole thing I kind of love that they don't get into that. Where it's like, yes, there's no Pocahontas bullshit where it's just yeah, like, it's not like, yeah, it's just like, cool. We happen to speak the same language. What's up? Gold? Yes, you may. And like... <laughs> I think that the, the um, there's a massive argument for the for Emily's um, theory of multiple tourists. Um, coming through El Dorado and that um, the thing that makes them have the longer lasting god status is the weird volcano is the volcano incident which is such bullshit like like it just happened like it's in the (laughs) place at the right time what are the odds it's made by the tribe and they're like all these fucking white men on their horses coming in (laughs) Not like these special girls that come in and like, like the weird volcano magic. Volcano thing. So I think, you know, and for a while, I think I was under the impression that like it was disrespectful to the genuine uh, Aztec and Incan religions, which, uh, from what I vaguely remember in year five, uh, <laughs> di- uh, and Mel Gibson's Apocalypto, did call for human sacrifice and blood much as the the greeks did and um possibly the romans we like to bung those two together but i don't think they iphigenia as much as the greeks did um yeah yeah and 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 it was often in their myths and legends that there was human sacrifice so even the 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 like herodotus never sacrificed anyone but he wrote about like Iphigenia and shit. So yeah. like, and like famously, that half civilization. of their hero babies, they're like, who are left on a thing to die? No, no, and no. Save because of this reason. You're like, so you're totally up for like <laughs> the murder of babies. So no. it's like, oh, you might get picked up if you're special. <laughs> if you're special. Yeah, anyway, so so yeah, so like I I always thought it was vaguely disrespectful to genuine ancient religions and civilizations, putting a modern twist on it where where we put our modern sensibilities on it of like, oh, sacrifice and murder are bad. But in those days, uh I think we probably need to really um I think you you probably need some research into this and add a little extra bit here. One, two, three, go. Hi there. It's Emily. As sober as she normally is on a Tuesday. I've been doing a bit of a Google and I've got some fun history facts for you. So firstly, from nationalgeographic.com. The origins of El Dorado lie deep in South America. And like all enduring legends, the tale of El Dorado contains some scraps of truth. When Spanish explorers, 
if that's what we want to call them, reached South America in the early 16th century, they heard stories about a tribe of natives high in the Andes Mountains in what is now Colombia. Been there? When a new chieftain rose to power, his rule began with a ceremony at Lake Guatavita. I hope I said that right. Accounts of the ceremony vary, but they consistently say the new ruler was covered with gold dust and that gold and precious jewels were thrown into the lake to appease a god that lived underwater. The Spaniards started calling this golden chief El Dorado the Gilded One. The ceremony of the Gilded Man supposedly ended in the late 15th century when El Dorado and his subjects were conquered by another tribe. But the Spaniards and other Europeans had found so much gold among the natives along the continent's northern coast that they believed there had to be a place of great wealth somewhere in the interior. The Spaniards didn't find El Dorado, but they did find Lake Guatavita and tried to drain it in 1545. They lowered its level enough to find hundreds of pieces of gold along the lake's edge, but the presumed fabulous treasure in the deeper water was beyond their reach. Re-human sacrifices in pre-Columbian cultures. The practice of human sacrifice in particular Mesoamerican and South American cultures is well documented, both in the archaeological records and in written sources. Uh, the exact ideologies behind child sacrifice in different pre-Columbian cultures are unknown, but it is often thought to have been performed in order to placate certain gods. Now, I did just get that from the literal opening of Wikipedia. Um, but as always with Wikipedia, please scroll down and read some of the... Uh, citations they have in in the notes section as that will probably expand that um so that's interesting and the most interesting thing i found was a uh, article for the los angeles times published in april in 2000 in the year 2000 um by <clears throat> okay bear with me olin tezcatlipoca hundred percent got that wrong um, but they are the director of Mexica movement which is a non-violent educational organization that focuses on teaching the public about the pre-european civilizations of Nicantlaca which is indigenous people uh, they promote the study of incidents of alleged European genocidal crimes against indigenous people and they advocate uh, this historical awareness in order to reframe the context of discussion about indigenous people and the current governments they live under. Um, they have a YouTube channel. The first video they have is a sort of summary of what they get up to. He's written this article and uh, it's called Road to El Dorado Has No Respect for History. I have put it in the show notes and he sort of likens the movie to as if someone had done like a happy holocaust movie as it were. Like if someone had done like, you know, one set in a concentration camp that was like a, a Disney musical basically. Um, which of course would have been shocking. So he argues that why isn't this equally shocking? Um, quote, uh, do, 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 do. the 
story follows two Spaniards who stow away to the New World and wind up saving the village of El Dorado from a powerful priest intent on carrying out human sacrifices. This is an outrage given the reality that the Spanish conquerors were responsible for the genocide of 23 million of our people, killing 95% of our population. The film makes it look as if we were immoral and evil when it was the Spaniards who were immoral. They stole our gold, labour and land. They raped and culturally castrated our population, enslaving us to their Spanish names, language and interests. So there's a lot of food for thought there. I urge you to go and do your own Googling. It's, it's really fascinating. I spent a lot on the British Empire this summer. Um, I didn't wander into South America because it was it was primarily Spanish rule with the Spanish Empire so I, d I really don't know much about it beyond what I've just literally googled um, but yeah but it's you know still absolutely rife with history it's rife with injustice and I think if you can seek out sources of voices of the people um, and and the voices of the indigenous people especially then do it um how this relates to the road to el dorado it shouldn't be a tricky one but unfortunately when things are so nostalgically tied up um especially as the movie focuses on something that you are especially ignorant of you know um disney have yet to do a a movie about anne frank you know that's like a light-hearted musical I mean, they did Anastasia. I mean, Disney didn't do Anastasia, but um, you know, Anastasia sort of is that, um, sort of. But yeah, it's um, you know, I think there's an there's an argument there. Uh, should you ever fictionalise history in that way for children? Um, discuss. Um, fundamentally, did we enjoy the movie? Did we think it held up? Did we think it was as good as Shrek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I say, um, I like Shrek. Get it in there. Oh, God, that was empty. <laughs> um, good drinking game in terms of, that's a whole bottle of Prosecco, I'm down. <laughs> uh, yeah. We remembered all the bits. Everyone say bye. Thank, uh, thank you so much for listening. I will see you next time on Why This Film. Bye. 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 <laughs> Hello. It is my birthday today. So for my birthday this year, uh, I'm raising funds for the St. Elizabeth Hospice, which is a hospice based in Ipswich in Suffolk, uh, where I am. They're a hospice that looked after my grandma back in 2012, and more recently they looked after my uncle, um, who died very suddenly and very quickly of cancer this year. Um, but he was a huge Harry Potter fan. So on Thursday, the 26th of November, starting at midday GMT, England time, um, going for 20 hours, uh, so we'll be finishing around 9am the following morning, I will be watching all eight Harry Potter movies. 
the event will be live streamed on Facebook and YouTube. I will put the links in the show notes. And please swing by, swing by and donate if you can. Um, if you're uncomfortable donating directly uh, due to the controversies surrounding Harry Potter, then please feel free to go straight to the St Elizabeth Hospice website or you can go to mermaidsuk.org and make a donation there it's a trans charity which I've also donated to but I will be watching for 20 hours straight so I could really do with your company um leave me comments and I will read them out between films or during films I don't know uh we'll see how delirious I get but um I'm very excited and I hope you can join me why this film podcast has a patreon patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get paid head to patreon.com forward slash why this film podcast and you can select a tier for three pound a month you can join camelot and enjoy early access to episodes including seasons one to three you'll get to vote in polls and get a personal shout out on the pod for £5 a month, you can join Ferngully with instant access to everything from Camelot. Ferngully members can also enjoy bonus content, live episode voting power, plus access to monthly movie night. Grab your popcorn and a drink of your choice as we pyjama up and watch a movie together remotely. And for £10 a month, you can join the Enchanted Forest, where on top of everything from Camelot and Ferngully, you can be part of a live episode where we all discuss a movie chosen by you. And if you're not into 80s and 90s animated tiers, you can skip all that and make a custom pledge of an amount that suits you. Or you can head over to co-fi.com forward slash why this film podcast and buy me a coffee with a one-off payment. We will be adding hot chocolate to that coffee and probably cream and marshmallows and sprinkles, but you don't need to worry about that. Thank you to all who donate and thanks to my patron David for supporting this episode on Patreon. Why This Film Podcast is my happy place. I love chatting to guests and revisiting long lost movies and I hope you do too.